Listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast, where we explore traditional tabletop and live action role playing games through the lens of horror. A special thank you to our Patreons for helping make this podcast possible. Settle in, Thin Bloods, grab a drink in your favorite set of dice, and let the darkness consume you. Thank you for tuning in this evening. Uh, we have a special guest with us this evening, Ian A.A. Watson the line developer for Trinity Continuum, as well as community manager for Onyx Path Publishing, um, master of trivia for Bloodline, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, which I discovered while I was doing my Let's Play of it. Um, I believe you also created the White Wolf Wiki. Yes. And you run the Onyx Path website as well. Yes. So, probably many other things that I'm missing, but social media, the Twi- Onyx Path Twitch channel, etc., etc., etc. Most people have probably talked to you, even if they don't realize it. Yeah, if you're talking to the Onyx Path as an account, that's probably me. Yes, so. But tonight, I have you here because you are the line developer for Trinity, and uh, per the other week when we were, I mentioned it briefly on stream and straight up was like, I don't know enough about this game. You emailed me and said, let's talk about this game. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> so we're going to be doing a deep dive on Trinity, what it's all about, the associated titles like um, Aberrant and International... I am going to screw it up again. Wrestling something. <laughs> International Wrestling Entertainment. Yes. And um, many, many others. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, so... It, we were talking before we went on air, and I said I do have some sim- familiarity with Trinity because I actually own <laughs> the original soft cover of uh, the first edition. Well, kind of second, one point five ish, but I've never played it, and I've never read the book cover to cover. So, can you can you give me a kind of overview of the history of Trinity, like what the original concept was? Which you weren't the original person who created it, but. I know you know a lot about it because you know a lot of trivia about Comics Path and White Wolf games. <laughs> I do. Um, so back in probably 96, um, White Wolf started advertising that they had a science fiction game coming up. This was a game. Uh, the concept was sort of a reversed Borderlands where Borderlands... Um, like just the planet Pandora is sort of the dumping ground for all of the, the, the refuse, the people of, of the uh, settled worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, there was like, there was like a cluster of colonies that were the core and you were kicked out of that. Uh, so those were the, the titular, titular exiles. It was going to be a new IP from Mark Rain Hagen. And in 96, he decided he didn't want to be involved with the running of White Wolf anymore, so he took exile and left. Yep. Uh, and so with about nine months to go until publication, uh, White Wolf created their own new IP on the fly, which was uh, originally published as Aeon. So it was literally nine months between shit, we need a new science fiction game and the book being in stores. So this was a very short timeline. Um, and uh, Aeon came out and within uh, almost as soon as it came out, MTV's lawyers came calling and said, this is too confusingly similar to Aeon Flux, so you need to rename the game to Trinity. Well, you just need to rename the game and they chose to rename it to Trinity because reasons um so that was published for a few years uh two years later uh we went i say we but you know as you said it wasn't me involved Mm -hmm. um it was uh the previous uh sort sort of the timeline was rewound a little bit uh to show what the primary antagonists of trinity were like earlier uh back when the aberrants were still superheroes. Uh, and so that was 
like a superhero game, but set in the history of this science fiction game. Right. And then not a lot of people even, there were some people who thought this upcoming Aberrant thing was going to be like a monster book for Aeon. Uh, obviously it wasn't. And there, there was never like, uh, the World of Darkness games had the World of Darkness branding, but there was no name for the setting. So not a lot of people realized they were connected. Right. Uh, and then Aberrant lasted a little bit. And two years after that, uh, Adventure came out, which was the 1920s pulp game, which sort of started the whole thing. Uh, so that's the publication history of it. Okay. Um, and uh, after, so it, it was maybe five years from 1997 to about 2002. Uh, those three games sort of came out, had their brief little life and fizzled. And, um, you know, everyone, people at White Wolf liked the game. Right. I liked the game. Uh, they tried to bring it back with the only rule set that was more popular than the storyteller system at the time, the <laughs> D20 system. So there were D20 versions of the rule books, which updated and changed a few things. Um, for example, in the rule book, you have uh, the, the Yupewa Macho, who are the teleporters. They are, they've been missing for a while and they have not yet returned to the setting. So in the D20 rules, they have been back for about six months. Okay. So they are available to play right from the core rulebook. Interesting. So uh, when I talk about the new rules, I don't specifically call them the second edition because the D20 versions have a different rule set and they have setting changes, so yep. they could be considered a new edition. Yep. And that's just not a fight I want to get into, so I just call these <laughs> the new edition. Yes. Um, so the D20 rulebooks came out around 2004, didn't do very well, and uh, it was sort of up to the fans to keep it alive for a long time, mm -hmm. up until uh, 2011, uh, 2012, when uh, CCP decided to stop production and Onyx Path was just getting started. Right. Um, they obviously were not going to do anything with this IP, and... Rich said, I would like to buy a Scion and I would like to buy Trinity. Can I have them? And they said, sure, why not? <laughs> um, because the, the setting was, was always sort of Rich's baby. Like he, Adventure, the sales of Trinity and Aberrant at the time did not merit doing Adventure, but Rich pushed for it to be done just as a single book. Interesting, okay. And as far as I'm concerned, it's probably one of the best single books um like it, it's like a fully self-contained rpg that there are no supplements for it it's one of the best single book rpgs that was released and certainly one of the best by white wolf um and you know i i tried to keep it alive in the fandom for a while um i you know was a loud voice um and uh they remembered that. And when Rich was Rich had got himself the IP, he said, I think I see a way to bring Trinity back. Can you resend your old proposal? Because I had sent him back in 2005 to, to bring things back, mm -hmm. uh, sort of reboot things in the same way that the World of Darkness had been rebooted. Right. Um, and we didn't go with that pitch, but he remembered, and that was sort of the, the foundation for the, the new edition of the, the new material. Fantastic. So, so it's it's been like a 15-year journey for me to get these books out, and <laughs> it's it's I'm I'm glad they're finally out, and I'm glad people seem to be enjoying them so far. Absolutely. And we're getting a lot of them now too, because at midwinter, so back in January, I know they announced um <laughs> hey Dixie. Um Advent a, a new version of Adventure and mm -hmm. Assassins. And I feel like there was another. There's another one that I'm forgetting. Yes, uh, a couple months ago we announced Anima. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um. So it, one question I had is when did so when did it become Trinity Continuum? Was that so the original uh, rule books? Like I said, they they had no. Um, there there was no branding for the name mm -hmm. of the line until Adventure. Right. Where not even on the outside, but like in the back somewhere, uh, they refer to the setting as D20 
the Aeon Continuum. Okay. So that was the first time sort of there was a name for it. Right. Um, and then when the D20 versions came out, there was branding all of a sudden, uh, which called it the Trinity Universe. Okay. Which, which was neat. Uh, but then a couple of years later, there was the PlayStation 2 game called the Trinity Universe. <laughs> uh, so with Aeon and with Trinity Universe, like we just can't catch a break with these names. Um, so Rich sort of combined the two previous names, Aeon Continuum and Trinity Universe, into the Trinity Continuum. Because we this time around, we really want to dri- uh, dig into the continuum aspect of it. So mm-hmm. it's not just sort of a single universe. It's a whole, right. like... It's a timeline. Thing. Right. Really. It's it's very fitting. Um, so I, you and I talked about this briefly at Midwinter as well. You have Adventure, which is 1920s, 30s. Then you have Aberrant, which is modern day. The original Aberrant... Uh, was set in 2008, which at the time was 10 years in the future. Right. <laughs> uh, it's a little, little behind now. Um, so, with the new edition, you have the core Trinity Continuum, yep. which is its own thing. It's like, it's almost a new setting. Yep. Uh, a new aspect of the setting, I should say. Because uh, one of the things that had not, never been done was the modern. So with you can play a modern day action adventure game. Yep. If you like Agents of Shield, or if you like Leverage, or if you like Fringe, or you know the Human Target, or any of those sorts of things. Okay. Just about any concept you can have for you know that fits in the umbrella of modern day action adventure uh, has support in the Core Trinity Continuum rulebook. Okay. So that was never really a thing before. Uh, so then you have. Uh, Aeon, which is set in 2123. Right. Uh, then you have Aberrant, which is set... We have moved the timeline up 20 years from... <laughs> uh, so all of... With Aberrant, we're like moving all of the events forward 20 years. Okay. So um, Nova's first start appearing in 2018, and then this is 10 years further on from that. Okay. Whereas in the original setting, everyone started showing up in 1998, and then it was <laughs> 10 years forward from that. Gotcha. So it's near future. It's near future, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, in the case of Adventure, we're moving the setting forwards 10 years, yep. but not the events. Okay. So originally, uh, sort of the big explosion which kicks things off is 1923, and then the game took place in 1924. Okay. That is still when that happens, but instead of the game taking place in 1924, now it's So everyone had, you know, under their belt. Right. Also of experience and doing shit that are being, holy crap, what's happening? <laughs> Broke up a little bit there. I just want to uh, double check something. Sure. Okay, no, we're good. Um, so... Where does anim? Where? Oh, now I'm getting a warning that my internet connection is unstable. Let me. Sorry, I'm gonna put us on break for two seconds. Sorry, folks. Sorry about that, folks. There's a storm here, or it's been coming in and out, and I think it's just messing with my internet. We are all set, so um, back up just a little bit. So where does where do Anima and Assassin fit in then? Assassins is sort of running parallel to the uh, the modern setting. Okay, uh, it's sort of the the dark underbelly of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there is going to be some overlap. Like if you're playing like a leverage sort of thing, you are already dealing with the crime world of uh, the Trinity Continuum. Yep. So, you know, you'll have a, a sort of a foot in both worlds. Um, Assassins came about because uh, Neil Price was uh, binge watching John Wick yep. uh, and playing, I it was either Hitman or Assassin's Creed, probably Hitman. I think it was Hitman, yeah, because I was talking to him about it. <laughs> and he just said, just like, what if we put these together? And that was great because um, like a lot of that is stuff I wanted to cover sort of within the core setting anyway, yeah. but it never really f- fit in or should I say was prioritized with all the other right. more positive stuff happening. So having an excuse to do like what if all these secret assassination guilds, I mean, that, that was a give me. I had to. Uh, like Assassin's Creed, Hitman, um, Wanted, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, True Lies. I mean, it, you can just keep on going on and on and on right. with all of this stuff that fits into that genre. Now, that's that's the one that got me very excited because uh, I was like, yes, I want to play John Wick or yes, I want to play Assassin's Creed you know, setting. Um, my favorite yeah. part of the Assassin's Creed series was always Abstergo or Abstergo. <laughs> like yeah. that storyline i was like yeah going back in the past is fun but like what is going on with all this stuff um that'll be very exciting so with the different books and the different points in time that everything is set in um it feels like there's still a little bit of two two games running side by side because you have like Trinity, and then you have Aberrant. So where, wh- how, and Aberrant, I th- said this earlier, um, correct me if I'm wrong, they were originally kind of the antagonists in Trinity, but then, in, but they're heroes in their own game. All bad guys are heroes in their own <laughs> game, but um, but where, where's the crossover there? Like, tell me more about Aberrant. Okay. Uh, the story of Aberrant is um, in 2018, uh, an orbital research station, uh, the the Galatea explodes in orbit, and then uh, almost immediately afterwards, a firefighter in New York, uh, fighting you know five alarm fire, manages to absorb all of the fire into his body, and then people with weird powers just start cropping up all over the place, and uh, you know some people are rightly terrified of all of these people like especially given some of the powers that are being uh, right. demonstrated um so the aeon society is quick to jump in mm-hmm. um and you know grab a, a bunch of of people who you know check out psychologically and uh, brand them as team tomorrow look kids they're superheroes and right. that's something we can contextualize like okay they're they're superheroes they're not weird freaks of nature. Uh, and, you know, some people are going to be, just like in Marvel comics, there's always people who are like, okay, you know, people like Spider-Man are fine because they got their powers, but <laughs> these mutants, yeah. I don't trust mutants. So in this setting, basically everyone is a mutant. So there's always going to be the people who sort of refer to them disparagingly as aberrants. Um, but for the most part, they, they do good. Um but it's it's not like just because someone has powers that doesn't make them a good person, right? So there are plenty of uh, other groups. There, uh, there's uh, the Terrigen, mm-hmm. who are sort of like Magneto's Brotherhood of Mutants in that they don't believe they count as humans anymore, okay. or they're the next evolution of humans. The rest of us are just monkeys, right? Um, so. Each Nova is a law unto themselves. And Grashers is saying Divis Mal's right. <laughs> Divis Mal is the, the Magneto stand in here. Yeah. Uh, so um, each Nova is a law unto themselves. They decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. Okay. And hu- like human morality, human politics have no impact on them whatsoever. The humans disagree, of course. Yeah, they tend to. Um, and um, 
the the mayor of Tampa at one point said, uh, like I I'm like no no aberrant freaks are allowed within the bounds of Tampa. Okay. And one uh, Garyon, who is one of the the more mutated, inhuman-looking Novas, he shut up with a bunch of his buddies and uh, basically melted the mayor. Nice. And said, "Look, you call us aberrants, fine, we're aberrants." And so, while while the Terrigen is more of a philosophy, <laughs> and you can be a good guy and still like have Terrigen sympathies, the aberrants are a subsection of the Terrigen who. Who are just like no, they're, they're like terrorists basically. Yep. They they are Nova rights activists, but they're they're fucking terrorists. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when, when when you're you're melting people, that's yeah. Um, and there's like uh, the the Daedalus League, who are we have powers that allow us to survive out in space that allow us to you know travel extreme distances why not explore like we couldn't before let's land people on mars without having to take a fucking rocket to get there <laughs> just here is a hole in space walk through um and they're they're assisting with the building of a uh, new orbital station uh which is you know less like the International Space Station and more like the the giant rotating ring that you see in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Gotcha. Like a, a, a an actual real formal space station, right? <laughs> um, and you know, there's there's a lot of fun groups, but um, the problem is, well, from the context of Aberrant the game, yeah, uh, there's something called transcendence where. Um, in order to evolve your powers, you have to push your powers beyond their limits. And the human body, because Novas are still basically limited by human bodies, so no matter how mutated they look, um, the human body is not meant to channel that much power. Right. So you accumulate transcendence. And once you hit transcendence 10, you're basically out of the picture. From the context of Aeon, that's called corruption. Okay. Aberrants get more and more and more inhuman until they're barely recognizable, both physically and psychologically, as ever having been human. Gotcha. So, uh, in in the middle there, in the 2060s, there is the aberrant war, where um, increasingly inhuman novas are doing more and more drastic things and fucking things up for everyone else. Uh, <laughs> Florida gets sunk. Uh, the the internet crashes. Um, the the entire like um, about a thousand mile radius of uh, America's grain belt has just been burned uh, and irradiated. Fun. Uh, yeah. Um, things are not great. So humans declare war on Nova's the aberrant war. And eventually it escalates to, uh, the, the Chinese ultimatum, uh, also called the earth strike ultimatum. Hmm. China has a bunch of, uh, orbital platforms armed with fusion warheads <laughs> aimed at earth saying <laughs> you guys need to leave or we will nuke the planet. I don't care if all of us are going to die because we'll kill you too. And Nova said, Fair enough, we're not wanted, and they leave. Okay. Uh, but some of them want to come back, and in the Aeon setting, they do. Okay, cool. Interesting. So w- by the time they come back, you know, they don't even look human anymore. Right. At that point. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um. So this this question may not make sense, but it's because I don't fully know how things integrate. Um, sure. Are there aberrants in adventure? Or could there be aberrants in adventure if you wanted there to be? Like, is it easy to just kind of inject them into other points in the timeline? If you wanted to, sure. Okay. But uh, canonically, yes and no, depending on your definitions. Uh, in adventure um there is a gentleman uh, dr sir calvin hammersmith who invites a bunch of people to 
his estate to demonstrate his new Telluric engine. Uh, he has discovered essentially zero point energy. Okay. Which is an infinite source of energy, right? This will solve the world's problems. And he wants to demonstrate this engine to, to a bunch of his high society friends to, you know, to get more funding, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he turns it on and it does not go well. And there, and it causes a, essentially like a, a sub-quantum explosion thing. Uh, he dies. And people right at the center either die or get imbued with incredible amounts of power. Hmm. <laughs> okay. And then outside of that, it just sort of ripples around Earth, imbuing people with various abilities. Um, so... You have uh, mesmerists who are people with you know psychic powers. Yep. So they're sort of the the precedent to uh, the scions of the Aeon setting. You have stalwarts who are you know people who can you know rip a safe out of a wall or yep. you know uh, leap over tall buildings in a single bound. People who are they, they're they're imbued with physical abilities. Uh, so they're the what will one day become Novas, yep. uh, including a young man by the name of uh, Michael Donegal, who uh, will one day be known as Divismel. <laughs> uh, and then there's Maxwell Anderson Mercer, who gains the apparently unique ability to travel through time. <laughs> he, while everyone else goes, "Wow, I have these weird powers," he vanishes and he's not seen again for another six months and when he reappears he's like i have i know some things are going to happen and we need to be prepared so i'm founding the aeon society for gentlemen ah okay okay so that makes sense all right that's so now i can see there's a lot of threads that start tying together um because at face value the Trinity Continuum is very confusing, <laughs> but sure. you can see if, yeah, if you look at adventure and then you look at things, how they stack up a lot of strings in there. That's, that's cool. So in the international wrestling entertainment book, where, yes. where in the timeline does that fall? <laughs> that is said in average. Um, it's, it's just a supplement. It's not like a full, thing okay. um in the original edition there was uh, a book called the xwf the extreme warfare federation but uh since then uh there has been a real xwf which i think is also owned by vince mcmahon so you know in order to avoid any more potential legalities with names we've uh with this new edition we're just calling it uh, the nwe the concept is the same, um, and we're expanding on it. Uh, the idea is, like, uh, in a world with people who have all these crazy powers who can take all this kind of punishment, who's interested in watching regular wrestling anymore? So right. it is a, it's a Nova Wrestling League, yeah, basically. Or in this case, two Nova Wrestling Leagues, because there are two different things going on. One is the more showy, almost soap opera right. style of um, like the modern WWE. Yep. And one is a bit more of, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, mixed martial arts. Okay. So like a UFC sort of. Yeah. Or Okay. Like it's, it's more of like an underground ring sort of thing. Okay. Uh, Ill yeah. Fight club, Ill illegal boxing rings, things like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like they're they're getting a bit of of uh, reputation, but it's still probably not entirely legal, and no one's quite in, quite sure who runs it. Okay. Well, I, I know. That, <laughs> unlike unlike mixed martial arts, there there is that uh, there is a bit of the element of the showmanship because, I mean, people come to to watch Novas beat the shit out of each other. So yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I see Mark in chat now, and I know he's very excited for this. Um, 
All right, so adventure. I'm just I'm going. I'm like slotting these in and sort sort of the timeline, yeah. and then figuring out what else I need. What else is missing in my head? Yeah. So, uh, in the timeline, you have adventure, which is set in the 1930s. Yep. Uh, we moved that up actually. 19. Sorry, brief divergence. Uh, the original setting was chosen uh, as 1924s, even though the pulps are traditionally 1930s. Yes. Uh, because um, Nazis were always like a big bad guy in pulps and the original crew, you know, wanted a bit of breathing room. Yep. Like, let's let's play with some other stuff and not just default to Nazis. Yeah. Whereas now we're like, you know what? Maybe we could use a bit more punching Nazis. A little bit. So let's add 10 years onto that. Let's give everyone a bit more experience, and now we can kick the shit out of the Nazis. Um, so, uh, 1930s adventure, punching Nazis. Okay. That's your Indiana Jones, yep. it's your Phantom, uh, your Shadow, all of that good stuff. Um, then there's the modern day setting and Assassins, which are running parallel to each other. Yep. Then there's Aberrant, which is set 10 years in our future. Right. Then there's Anima, which is set in 2084. Okay. And then there's Aeon, which is set in 2123. Okay. So, this might... So, Aeon is more similar to Aeon slash Trinity. Like, that's kind of... Those are more paralleled, or is the original Aeon slash Trinity more similar to Continuum? Kind of like that setting. The book you have, yes, is the twenty one twenties. Okay, yeah, cool, interesting. Okay, yes, that one. <laughs> uh, I like that you can kind of say, okay, I have these four, well, soon to be like five, six books, and I can play in whatever setting I want. But it's it's still centered around you know similar to World of Darkness it's still centered around our world kind mm-hmm. of as as like that central center point and it's either the past or the future um, alternate timeline sort of thing. I'm just I'm trying to think where not really aware but so in a so in Assassins for example you'll it's kind of blending that like Assassin's Creed Hitman John Wick. Uh, mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde sort of thing. What would I guess it's kind of like a wish list thing, but you're also the line developer, so you don't want to create ideas you actually have. But like, is there is there another setting you would want to explore with this? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've got like four more. <laughs> uh, it's 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 like and. Uh, of course, Assassins wasn't even one that I came up with, so there's always the possibility right. that someone else is going to throw something in on top of what I want to do. Uh, it's it's just a matter of getting stuff approved, really. Um, one that I have mentioned wanting to do, uh, which I spoiled a few years ago, but has not yet got confirmation, so this is still behind this guy. It's called uh, Aegis. Okay. It's um, the original adventure. Let's see if I can find a page reference real quick. Um Probably not, but uh, it has a letter from, uh, well, not a letter, it's more like a diary entry from uh, Divismal, uh, supposing that, you know, in ancient times, if if people like us happens to exist, then uh, what we call daredevils might have been, you know, their heroes. What we call mesmerists might have been their wizards and sorcerers, and what we call uh, stalwarts may have been gods. Yeah. So I kind of want to do an ancient Greek setting where that is literally ha- what's happening. Nice. So okay. It's whereas Scion is the ancient gods in the modern world, I want to do sort of the opposite of that where it's more of like a science fictional take in the ancient world. Yeah, that would pair well. I like it. Uh and you know, you we would take. I, I would want to do some stuff with like Hercules and Xena. Use that as inspiration, just because it's fun, you know. Yeah, good. Uh, a, a little bit more historically accurate than they were, but yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, 
Assassin's Creed slash Dad of War. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it, the, I was thinking about this earlier because we talked about you had like the storyteller version and we had the D20 version mm-hmm. for reasons. Having not played this, what system does the what does what system does Continuum use? Okay, um, because it's owned by Onyx Path. Yes, uh, we weren't going to go with Storyteller, which, especially with some of the the higher scale stuff that happens in Aberrant, yep, a first edition, it it kind of broke in a lot of ways uh, with what we called the Mega Attributes at the time. Uh, essentially, if you did not buy Mega Dexterity, your character was screwed. Um, and it, it did not bounce well. It was a very good attempt, but ultimately the storyteller system was created for horror games. And, you know, it, it, it could be messed around with a little bit. It worked pretty well for Exalted, but when you get down to brass tacks, it just was not designed for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, when we picked up Scion, S-C-I-O-N, and not... P-S-I-O-N. Um, when we picked up Scion and the Trinity games, we knew that you know, we, we have these epic scale games and we're going to need a new system for them. So we came up with the Story Path system, okay. which um, was built to handle the kind of stuff that we needed it to do. Um, it's, it's very familiar. If you're if you know the storyteller system, it's still a D10 dice pool system. You're still going to see a lot of the like similar attributes and skills and everything on there, but um, it plays very differently. Yes, uh, my only familiarity with it is uh, it came from beneath the sea and beyond the grave. Now, so yes, which... that uses story path. Yeah, uh, right now we have uh, the four things which use story path: uh, the Trinity Continuum, yep. Scion. Uh, the they came from, from series yep. and uh, dystopia rising evolution. Yes. Next one up. I love zombie apocalypse games. Cool. <laughs> um. Okay, so this is a story path game. What? I guess diving more a little deeper into the mechanics of it, like so. So they came from games are different from Scion. I've started reading. What? What is different in what what minutia is different in Trinity that makes you know because like you have um quips and cinematics in they came from what were kind of more the traits of Trinity mechanics. That was a very long winded way of saying that. <laughs> uh full disclosure, I'm not a rules guy. I'm not the one who came up with it. Like I had some yeah. input into how it was going to be shaped, but uh, Danielle Lozon is sort of the story path guru. Okay, yeah. So if if you have like big story path questions, she's probably the one you want to talk to. Mm-hmm. I'm the static guy. Gotcha. Um, but the Trinity Continuum, more than any of the others, is probably going to be your core story path experience. Um, so other games, you know, Scion too, to a certain extent. Yep. Um, we were doing more development with the Trinity Continuum than Scion was, mm-hmm. so Scion sort of got delayed because Neil kept on looking at what we were doing and saying, like, I'm going to steal that, and I'm yep. going to take that, and I'm going <laughs> to add that. Ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, so Scion looks very similar to the Trinity Continuum, but a lot of that was just because we did it first and he stole it. Um, Damn you, Neil. And then uh, Dystopia Rising, and um, they came from came after that. So they're they're bolting on different stuff on top of that to make theirs more distinct. Okay. So so we don't really have anything distinctly unique about uh, how the Trinity Continuum runs in terms of how Story Path works because it's just sort of the fundamental system. Okay, it's like the stripped down pure Story Path without the additional things that like they came from it. Right. Cool. Okay. Interesting. I wouldn't call it. Like, stripped down, yes, but I wouldn't call it simple. Uh, Aberrant is probably, (laughs) like, the upper end of complexity for uh, the story path system. Right. Um, But, like, not on the level of Exalted 3rd Edition. (laughs) 
which I've never played, but I have heard many things about. <laughs> and yes. I know that the complexity of Exalted Third Edition is why this is happening. Um, cool. Okay. So, I guess I guess if you were going to pitch Trinity to like a table of players who've never heard of it before, what would be kind of like your short pitch of like, here's why you want to play this game? Uh, do you like to play anything in the action adventure umbrella? <laughs> like yeah. both in the specific sense for the Corval book, and also, I mean, that covers science fiction, that covers pulp, that yep. covers superheroes. So, do you like any of that? Yes, good. We're in action. Here's the game. Yeah, pick one of these three. Cool. Okay. Um, what's your favorite part about it? Oh, jeez. Other than, like, the setting. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, what made you such a big fan 15-plus years ago? Well, when Trinity first came out, um, other than the Street Fighter RPG, it was the first time White Wolf had done something that wasn't the World of Darkness. Right. Uh, so I was instantly, you know, what is this thing? I want to check it out. Um, and what I loved was that it was very much a kitchen sink sort of setting. Like it was generically sci-fi, but, um, if you wanted to do a cyberpunk dystopia, you had to the abandoned narcologies of the Federated States of America. If you want to do like a Firefly or a Battlestar Galactica, just hop on one of the Leviathan jump ships and rock it off to one of the colonies. If you want to do, I don't know, um, Sequest DSV. I mean, Oceania is a nation in and of itself, so you could do that. Uh, any sort of subgenre of science fiction has a place in the Trinity setting, so I, I really enjoyed that. So not only can you just like, okay, all I want to do is like, I want to do a, a Sequest thing week after week after week. You, mm -hmm. you can do that, or you can almost like switch genres every week. Like each each like session you have is a different environment, a different like okay, let's we were we found out the conspiracy happening, you know, in the FSA and it leads us to this colony. So let's go visit the colony and oops, we've been attacked in transit and now we need to investigate something happening on Mars and you know, you can just go all all sorts of crazy. And I love it. That's awesome. I definitely so baseline i'm definitely like okay now i, I want to pick up these books and play it uh mm -hmm. if someone like myself has never played it before what would you recommend that they pick up other than just like the book like would you be like you should check out aberrant first or you should like look into like look at adventure i know that the new version of adventure isn't out yet but well that really all depends on what you like like some people just aren't going to be science fiction people, so right. I'm not going to recommend Aeon to them. Um, all else being equal, I would say just pick up the core rulebook because it's new to this edition. Mm -hmm. um, like the, just that, that modern day setting didn't previously exist and it's kind of my baby. This is, this is my big contribution to this setting. Like everything else, we're, we're revising previously established material, which is fun, but this is, this is the new thing. Um, this this was previously non-existent, and now it does. And um, it's great that we have an established fan base from the games that were published 20 years ago. And like, hey, I really loved playing Aberrant before. I want to play Aberrant again. That's cool. That's great. But I feel like people are only picking up the core book so that they can play those other games and not in and of itself. Right. So I want people to pay a bit more attention to the thing that I made. Right. Fantastic. So, um, kind of looking forward, I know I already talked about three books that are in process. Um, where are, I just, I know it's in the Monday meeting notes, but where is Adventure and Assassins in the, the process right now? Where are uh, I will look that up for you. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I was wondering if you knew off the top of your head. Um, but I, I, I'm sure it's in the Monday meeting notes, in which I was reading earlier today. I just they went shoof. Although I yeah. did notice that I think uh, 
and the, the wrestling one into a new phase, which Mark was very excited about. <laughs> so, Anima is still in first drafts. Okay. Uh, the, a supplement for Aberrant, Novus Worldwide, is in red lines. The Adventure Core is in second drafts. Okay. Uh, Assassins is in development, yep. as is Mission Statements, which is a book for Aeon. Yep. And Under Alien Skies is in manuscript approval. Okay. Uh, International Wrestling Entertainment is in editing. Fantastic. And then uh, the Aberrant Core is in post-editing development. Awesome. So Which that's someone, the big ones. Someone was asking about earlier in chat where, where they were with Aberrant. Post okay. Fantastic. Um, I will post the link to the Monday video notes right there. Wondering, so... Phrasing. I haven't gotten much sleep. Um, so I like all of them. <laughs> My answer is I like sci-fi and I like pulp and I like Good. I like X Men, which Aberrant is very X Men e, but take it in, you can take it in the X Men direction, or you can take it in like the Justice League direction. Right. Uh, you kind of use comic book references. Um, of the of the original, actually, I think is what I asked. which. What was your favorite of the original? Well, I got hooked on uh, the original Trinity. Yep, but. Um, I think I mentioned um, it was either at the very beginning of this or it was in our Preview. little pre-talk yeah. uh, that Adventure is, I think, sort of the best yeah. single rule book that uh, White Wolf put out. Like it, it was not designed to have supplements. It was just one book and done. And I just loved both the the layout of the book and the, the way it was structured and it's it's a beautiful book and it, it reads so well and it was very daunting like i uh, when rich gave me the trinity continuum i basically didn't want to change adventure at all uh because it was just the, what can i improve on it's it's just great on its own walk the rule set out and yeah <laughs> put it on um, the world now Except for punching Nazis, obviously that's a big. Yes. Yeah, we we need more of that. Very nice. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, I guess this is a this is a funny question. Sure. Why don't we see more Trinity content um, out? Why do you think we don't? I mean, because I know obviously, like World of Darkness has its fan base. Um, it is one of the most probably in the top. Five. I don't think it's the top two, and I don't think it's like the second most popular tabletop game anymore because Pathfinder is a thing. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's in the top five. Um, and Onyx Path has a lot of games they develop, but we don't see. I you know I'm I'm disappointed that I haven't seen any Trinity actual play going on the Onyx Path channel or. Um, do you is that something you would want to bring more to the focus moving forward um are you waiting for more content uh because you have so many books in development um we have had uh, a, a few mm -hmm. um there was hard holidays um there was uh damage control that um one? that was uh, an aberrant one okay uh, um so you know there there have been a couple and the books the the core rule books have only been out for like seven months now, right, so right. it's it, it hasn't been out for for a, a long time. Um, I would like to see more. Mm -hmm. um, if like it, our our Twitch uh, streaming schedule has limited room, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's basically like what people are willing to run. Like if someone comes to us and says, "I want to run this game of Promethean." And we can fit it into the schedule. Okay, there's Promethean on the schedule. Um, I, I would love to see more Trinity stuff. Um, because I want to see people enjoying the games that I spent a long time making. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what have you heard people like most excited for from the upcoming? Like I, I, I told you, like Assassins is the game that when 
uh, I heard about it at Midwinter. I was like, okay, I'm going to pay more attention to this. That grabbed me. But then I heard more about Adventure because I hadn't heard about it before. I was like, okay, I love Pulp. I love Indiana Jones. That stuff. Um, but from the general community, what are people most excited about? Uh, a lot of the, the the fans that we have are returning fans. Yeah. So people are excited about Aberrant. People are excited about Adventure. That's okay. the two key things. Um, and that's expected. You know, mm-hmm. that's... Um, we, we have more previous fans than we have current fans. Um, and I mean, like new current fans. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love the existing fans. I am an existing fan, so I, I do not begrudge them that, but, <laughs> um, you know, also we're doing a lot of new stuff yeah. and, um, I, I know people want to see the, their favorites return, but I, I hope people also want to check out some of the new stuff that we're making. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm excited for Assassins. Mark is incredibly excited for International Wrestling Entertainment. Um, okay. I'm, I'm also personally very excited to check out Aberrant now. Uh, now that I've learned more about it, I think Aberrant probably... Well, Aberrant and Aeon, I think, are the ones I would dig into immediately. Uh, obviously, I'm more, um, because... More. <laughs> but... Yeah. Um, more so to me than adventure in, in, in an initial sense um because just in terms of what i could run with um in terms of playing a game i probably would actually jump to towards adventure first um because creating a character and playing them in that setting would be right obviously development and setting wise talked about all that but in terms of running the game um like, what is your favorite kind of setting and experience to run a game for with Trinity? You froze. Sorry. I froze. Okay, yeah. No, nope. I just had another yep. lag spike. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I was gonna. I was just asking in terms of GMing Trinity. What's your favorite setting to like, what style of game? Uh, you know what? I'd probably run Aeon. Just it's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, the The feel of the new edition is very Mass Effect, and, and mm-hmm. I'm a big Mass Effect fan. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I might even... Like, if I were going to just run Mass Effect, I would probably just use the Aeon system for that. Noted for all our Mass Effect fans. Are, have you played Mass Effect before? I, I've played the first one. I haven't okay. actually played the, the other ones. So biotics, basically psychic powers. Okay. And like the the rest of it, you don't even really have to change anything. It's, it's just, yeah, kind of. It's Mass Effect, one to one. Um, it it's the Mass Effect RPG, but it came out ten years before Mass Effect. Hmm. <laughs> they stay I have, <laughs> I have heard that the Mass Effect team. Uh, does have some people who are fans of Trinity on it. I have not had that confirmed, but they are at least aware of White Wolf games because Mass Effect Andromeda had um, there was an uh, once you go to the Krogan colony in Andromeda um, and you visit it a few times, there is an email you can see about they're trying to get together a LARP group to play uh, Krant the Ragening. So, I do have a couple questions for you that are completely unrelated to Trinity. (laughs) And I've asked you one of them before. How do you remember so much random trivia about Bloodlines? I don't know. I I know (laughs) trivia in general. Yep. Um, And, like, I couldn't tell you what I had for lunch yesterday, but, you know, I, I can tell you the exact date that Trinity came out. Uh, November 11, 1997, happened to be the same day that uh, the uh, digital web crashed in Mage the Ascension. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what relevance is that to anything? I don't know, but it's in here. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, on a broader scale, like, you created the White Wolf Wiki, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what drove you to 
I mean, obviously, like, having a repository, I've referenced it all the time. Like, it's much mm -hmm. faster for me to reference that than to dig up the PDF of one of the books that I have all of. <laughs> and pull up information. I'm just like, hold on a minute. Um, like, was it, was that, like, what was the impetus for well, part of it was um, I had at that time recently discovered Memory Alpha, which was the Star Trek wiki. Okay. Um, and I thought, this is a fucking great idea. Look look at how easy it is to look stuff up. Uh, and hey, I'm a repository for trivia. I should put that down somewhere so other people can benefit from that. And then I just started going through my books and, you know, writing a, a few paragraphs on everything I came across through in some page references and uh, the ball got rolling from there. That was 15 years ago. Yeah. Been around for a while. Um, yeah. And then how, I know, how did you get involved with Onyx Path? Uh, I, well, I got asked to, um, to come back for the Trinity universe specifically because yep. of the previous pitch I had sent in. And um, after that, uh, Rich and Eddie had been, you know, that White Wolf was no longer publishing and they were doing something weird. And uh, <laughs> this Cavaliers of Mars jumpstart had come out, which was, you know, art directed by Rich and it had this little Onyx Path logo in the corner and no one knew what was going on there. And he came to me and said, do you know anyone that can do some videos for us? Because I think they were launching the, like a Kickstarter or something at yep. the time. Uh, do you know someone who could do videos for us? And also, do you know anyone who can run a website? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, there, there's this thing we're doing. It's called Onyx Path Publishing. And we've got the license to keep publishing things. Cool, okay. Do you want someone to do your social media too? Because they're going to need that. Okay. <laughs> so I just almost accidentally fell into it, and I've been doing it for eight years now. Nice. Um, what? I kind of asked this earlier with regard to Trinity, and you, you talked about Aegis, but like, if what pet project would you work on that you're not right now? If. If someone said, hey, do you want to run Planescape <laughs> instead of the Trinity Continuum, I would have an extremely difficult decision to make. Yeah. Planescape, I got into before Trinity. It came out in 1994. Yep. And, you know, I've got a big lady with paint tattoo on my back. Um, it, it is my favorite D&D setting. Um, it was sort of my gateway drug into White Wolf games. Um, so, yeah. Um, if I could do something with Planescape, I would absolutely love to, but I highly doubt that opportunity is going to come up. Um, I did, uh, one of my first uh, writing jobs was I wrote the Plane of Earth and the Plane of Limbo mm -hmm. for uh, Edge of Infinity, which was yep. uh, the Scarred Lands planner book. Awesome. Very cool. So that was kind of, that kind of summarized what I wanted to ask. Uh, is there anything else um, just in terms of Trinity or projects you're working on that you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, we didn't get to talk much about Anima. Uh, really? Anima <laughs> is set in 2084, yep. which uh, is the same year that don't know as your own for me takes place and also a uh, total recall uh, at least the reboot i'm not sure about the original um picked because it's you know 100 years forward from 1984 um and uh it's set after the aberrant war but before scions show up okay and in the aeon setting artificial sentences and uh, so the, the sort of cyberware that like has direct neural interfaces, those have both been outlawed. And this is the reason for that. So we're going for 
genres, sort of political, which um, is, um, it's sort of your, 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 you have character stats sort of thing. Um, so that th there's this MMO um, called Terra Surge that uh, sort of, it's, it's half the setting, you know, you go, you d dive in with your brain implant class. Um, and then the other half of that is sort of what I've taken to calling light cyberpunk. Uh, there's dark cyberpunk is sort of like your, your Blade Runner, where even when it's daytime, it's nighttime. Um, it's always raining, it's oppressive. Mm -hmm. And then your more light cyberpunk is, you know, the sky is bright blue, all the buildings are bright white with bright, you know, splashes of color everywhere. Um, sort of, you know, concealing the corruption underneath. Um, almost that, like that marble white quality. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I've only I've only watched the Netflix series, but Altered Carbon, where you have like underbelly and then up in the clouds, stark contrasts. Okay. Right. Um, so uh, in the after the devastation of the Everant War, people are rebuilding, and uh, one of the locations that they're building is uh, a, a. I don't think we've revealed it yet, but uh, there there is one particular city where this is largely going to be set. Um. And sort of uh, people have taken to, like the, this brain implant class is nearly ubiquitous. And uh, it's, it's largely um, an effort to cope with the aberrant war. Like a lot of people have PTSD, not even from fighting, just you know, from living. Um, so you can re-experience memories of loved ones that you may have lost. You can... Um, go on vacation like Total Recall. Um, and you can uh, you can dive into Terra Surge, which is the world's most popular MMO, except some of the most popular streamers are just dying like on air while they're playing. What the hell is going on? Uh, so there's there's weird stuff happening uh, both in the real world and in the virtual world and the areas where they cross and uh, there's a lot happening and it's it's an interesting setting it's, nice. it's a it's a very focused setting like most of the other game lines are sort of what is happening in the world yeah. here it's very much what is happening in this one city because that's you know that's very cyberpunk yeah like mo a lot of the cyberpunk things are you are like you're in neo paris you're in los angeles you're you're just in this one city what's going on Nice. Okay. In terms of uh, <laughs> other projects, Change I my am... answer. That's the one oh, I'm interested in now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of fun with that one. I, I hope you check it out. I will. Um, but the others are probably coming out before that, so you yeah. will have your chance to check out Adventure before you check out Anima. Perfect. Um, uh, in terms of other projects, I'm co-developing with Chris Allen, uh, Victorian Mage. Yep. Uh, we're in the final stages of that uh, and that is going to be hella fun. Uh, I, I love the Victorian period. I love Mage. I love Mage in the Victorian period. And we get to explore that. Awesome. Now that one's, I know, uh, Rick, my other, the, uh, the third <laughs> person kid is, uh, very excited about Mage stuff. So that'll be cool. Excellent. Great. So, um, we talked about it at the beginning, but I just want to cover it again briefly. You, also are the community manager and kind of the person behind the Onyx Path social media and Twitch channel. So um, if people want to find you online and ask you more questions about Trinity that I did not ask here, where can they find you? Uh, me personally, I, I can be found on Twitter at Von Aether, V-O-N-A-E-T-H-E-R. Uh, I have a public Facebook page at uh, .creative, uh where I post, you know, some of the projects I'm working on or just, you know, some bullshit meme that I came up with because as Eddie and Dixie have pointed out, I'm a well-known shit poster. Yes. Um, <laughs> you definitely changed the cover of the Gehenna book to be Gehenna Gaming <laughs> at yes, one point. I, I have done that. Um, and otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm usually uh, behind the Onyx Path accounts. So yep. Find me on the onyxpath.com on Twitch 
Hi, as the Onyx Path. <laughs> um, yep. On Facebook, as the Onyx Path. On Twitter, as the Onyx Path. So if you have any like Onyx Path questions, you can contact me there. Or if you just want to, to bug me, you can talk to one of my personal accounts. Awesome. Great. And I know um, in terms of Onyx Path news, uh, as of yesterday, you announced that the next Kickstarter will be They Came From Beyond the Grave. Correct. On um, the 21st, right? Uh, whatever Tuesday is. Yes, yeah. 21st. So I, I know I'm excited for that one. I've voiced much, much interest in that game, and I also played in the um, preview of yes. it at uh, Onyx Path Gaming Convention. So that people should definitely watch out for that. Um, anything else on the horizon besides that? Uh, uh, well, as you know, I uh, have contributed to the unofficial patch for Bloodlines. Yes. Uh, and uh, reportedly, I have not had this confirmed by anyone from Hardsuit, but I have had it confirmed by Wesp, who is sort of the lead developer for the unofficial patch okay uh apparently everyone who worked on the unofficial patch is getting their names in the credits for bloodlines too awesome so watch bloodlines 2 from my name at the end of the game that'll be cool <laughs> awesome very cool uh last final question surprise round uh what is oh. your favorite random easter egg in bloodlines oh um it's. I think. I don't think it's in vanilla. It is in the plus patch, where, mm-hmm. which uh, restores a lot of incomplete content. Yep. But um, uh, I recently found out that uh, if you um, if you look carefully in uh, the um, the DMP area above uh, Ground Zero in Hollywood, uh, there are some film canisters on the ground. And if you look very closely at those film canisters, they're Buffy the Vampire Slayer film canisters. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yep. I think mine is probably the dan- giant dancing werewolf, but that's well, just because it took said, me by surprise. <laughs> yes. You said random Easter egg. I thought, okay, what's the first thing I can think of that not a lot of people know about? So No, that's cool. That, that one's yeah. good. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, uh, I just want to thank everyone who tuned in for this. This was a nice overview and a little bit of a deep dive into Trinity Continuum. Uh, we got a nice history lesson on the story of Aeon slash Trinity slash Trinity Trinity slash <laughs> um, Aberrant. Um, if you want to learn more about it, theonyxpath.com. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of really cool content coming in the near future uh, between assassins and anima and adventure and all the other cool things. So keep an eye out for all of those. And um, I'm sure that we will talk more about Trinity in the future. Cause now I need to go pick up some books. Thank you for listening to the Gehenna gaming podcast. Your attention has been noted. You can find us online at GehennaGaming.com, on Twitter at Gehenna gaming twitch.tv slash Gehenna Gaming and patreon.com slash Gehenna Gaming.